Hello, mighty people of the Most High Magnificent God. This is Heather Miller, and I've come to bring you a word straight out of the Word of God. I'm going to be talking out of Proverbs 1. And this is something that the Lord put on my heart. And as I was uh, thinking and praying this morning, I began to uh, talk to the Lord about some of the horrible things that we're seeing in the earth today. And He just brought me right back to Proverbs 1. I think you're going to see it there too. I think you're going to see such a parallel between what we see today in America 2020 and Proverbs 1. And it, and it, and it goes along perfectly with so many words of warning that have come out of men and women of God. God's messengers, uh, God's John the Baptist crying out in the wilderness for people to listen. Crying out to the church. Crying out to anybody. Secular or Christian, either one. God's been crying out for a long time. But there comes a point where God uh, brings his judgment. And that is something that they don't like to teach in mainstream church anymore, in case you hadn't noticed that. They don't teach those sides of God. But there is a side of God that will that eventually, I, that he is a long-suffering God. But after a while, he brings his judgment because we force him as humans to bring to bring his judgment upon us by our evil deeds and actions and our refusal to listen to wisdom. And that's what Proverbs chapter 1 is about. You know, Proverbs as a book is not generally a book that you would think of as a book of judgment. It's really not. It's that book that we all go to to get the, the, the you know, that little, the little verses that we post everywhere on Facebook. And, and, you know, we make plaques and we quote out of Proverbs quite a bit. It is a book of wisdom all the way. But you never think about it as a book of judgment. But in the first chapter, you can plainly see the judgment of God falling on those that do not heed wisdom. And that's what this is about. And I'd like to read it to you. Um, <clears throat> the judgment of God is a good thing. The, good, the judgment of God is something we should desire. We should desire to see it. If we, if we see a wicked crime in the earth, a terrible thing that happens, the people rejoice when we see a righteous judge come in and do what is good and right over that situation. Why should we do anything less with the judgment of God? The judgment of God is about His love and His mercy. When See, He knows what we don't know. God sees what we don't know. He knows when a person's heart is so far away that they are no longer able to be reached. And He will bring His judgment upon the wicked. Yes, He will. Also, His judgment will turn sinners back, back from their sins. That's right. Correction will drive people back to the throne of God to repent. So we should not be against it. We should be for it. We should be standing with God. We should be praying for His true, His righteous, and His merciful judgment. Especially in this hour where we have learned about the horrible deeds of the wickedness of this earth and how children have been hurt, children have been uh, kidnapped, there's been a terrible, terrible thing that has been going on in the earth. And now it has been exposed because this is the year of exposing and revealing. If you've been following along with my podcast um, uh, shared uh, earlier this year, way before, way before I even knew about anything about what had happened to these precious babies in the world, that the Lord had spoken to me back in December 
and told me that this year coming up, 2020, was the year of exposing evil and revealing true hearts. And here we are. So I'm going to start in. I'm I'm not going to read the entire thing. I'm going to start over here in Proverbs chapter 1. And this is a reading podcast, and I always say why it's a reading podcast, because unfortunately, in a lot of churches today, there's not a lot of reading that goes on. Um, I'm going to start right here at chapter 1 of Proverbs, verse 8, and here we go. My son, hear the instructions of thy father... And forsake not the law of thy mother. That's very interesting. That what that means way more than what then don't take that verse right there for face value. Go deeper. For thou shalt be an or that for they shall be an ornament of grace unto thy head and chains about thy neck. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. If they say Come with us, let us lay wait for blood, let us lurk privily for the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them up alive as the grave and whole as though that as as those that go down into the pit. We shall find all precious substance, we shall fill our houses with spoil. Cast in thy lot among us, let us have all have one purse. Looters this is, this is a direct reference to looters. Absolutely. These are robbers, looters, and thieves. God has something to say to them. And, and, and then it going on to verse 15. My son, walk, walk not thou in the way with them. Refrain thy foot from their path. For their feet run to evil and make haste to shed blood. Surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird. And they lay wait for their own blood. They lurk privily for their own lives. So are the ways of every one that is greedy of gain. Hear that. Which taketh away the life of the owners thereof. Sounds like America 2020. Sounds like Seattle, Washington. Pay attention. God's word is multi-layered. Okay, he knows how to take us back to it time and time again, and it always applies. Just like this word right here in Proverbs 1, it applies right now. Fixing to go deeper, 20. Wisdom crieth without. She cries outside, in other words. She utters her voice in the streets. She crieth in the chief place of concourse, in the openings of the gates. In the city, she uttereth her words, saying, How long, ye simple ones? Will you love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning and fools hate knowledge. Do you see these people out here right now where you go to share information, you go to share truth, you go to warn, you go to 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 share the word of the Lord, you go to to speak logic and reason to them, and they scorn and they mock and they laugh and they tell you you don't know what you're talking about. But wisdom is crying out through you. Don't stop crying out. God uses his people. You are his trumpets in the earth. You are his ones crying out. Okay? Shaking the gates of hell. It's what you're supposed to do. You're not supposed to sit silent. 
You were never called to be a silent majority, as they always call us. You were called to be a trumpet in the earth, a barking dog. Hallelujah. So scorners are going to scorn and mockers are going to mock, but you keep going forward. Set your, God will set your face as a flint before them as he set the, the prophet Jeremiah to Israel. Many of you out there are walking Jeremiah's. You've been sent to a people, your own circle of people. You have your own platform. Go, as, go forward. God will set your faces flint hard. Look not at their faces. Okay, keep speaking the truth. Hallelujah. Uh, 23. Okay, this is the spirit of wisdom who is personified as female, as we know. And she says, turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. She's pleading with him. She's telling them, I will share my wisdom with you. If only you will listen. Okay, but what happens? Listen, this is, now this is the majority of human beings all throughout history, not just in this year. This has been humankind. Listen to how they respond. Very few will listen. Very few will pay heed unto her. Now listen, because she says, because I have called and ye refused. I have stretched out my hand and no man regarded. And you hear the frustration of the spirit of wisdom. And by the way, if you want to know more and learn more about the spirit of wisdom, go on out to Proverbs 8 and read that about 10 times until it sets in. Then go, then go back and catch you some Genesis chapter 1 and read that a few times, okay? Yeah. And she says, But ye have set at naught all my counsel, and would none of my reproof. Okay? I will also laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. When your fear cometh as desolation, and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind. When distress and anguish come upon you, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They, will see, they shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. For that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would none of my counsel. They despised all my reproof. Therefore shall they eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. But, but listen here, men or woman of God, this is for us. Listen here, those who have chosen to heed wisdom, those who have valued her words, that you have treasured them, you have kept those jewels inside of you, you have treasured them. Listen, this is for us. For But whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. That is for you. In this last hour, when you look out your window, I don't know what's coming to your neighborhood, but I know in many neighborhoods across America, they've peeped out the window and seen many disastrous things. And I'm going to tell you something. 
walk and stand in the in the in the protection of your God. This is a promise to you that if you hearken unto wisdom, you shall dwell safely. He shall keep his hand upon you and you shall be quiet from fear of evil. Have you ever noticed that fear when fear gets into you and everybody gets it sometime, you just have to go and back and you have to recenter in God. But it's very loud. It's clamorous. It makes lots of noise in your mind. But God says he's going to quiet your mind and you're going to be quiet from, from, from the fear of evil. Amen. We need that in this last hour. Amen. I'm going to pop over here real quick to Thessalonians. <clears throat> Um, I'm going to pop over here to Thessalonians, <clears throat> and I'm going to read, um, I'm so sorry, I've, meant, I've lost my place here for a second, bear with me, and I'm going to read out of 2 Thessalonians real quick, and because that's where we are. That's just where we are. Second Thessalonians, and I'm going to read. Now, this ties back in with Proverbs 1. It, it's all it, The Bible correlates. It confirms itself, okay? And when God calls us to his word to read it, he'll, he'll take different parts of it, put it all together, and it all goes together to make the, make the message he wants for the day. Okay, for the season. And the reason why, why is the, the spirit of wisdom laughing at people's calamity? Wow, you know, they don't speak about that in church, do you? When's the last time that you heard a preacher talk about that? Probably never, unless you found you a good one. And if you did, you better clench on to them, not leave. Um, but why is the spirit of wisdom laughing at their calamity? Why, did, why is she saying uh, that they will seek me and they won't find me? Because those people chose to turn away from God. See, we live in an hour where people will mock God to his face, where they are burning Bibles in the streets. They think they will never have to answer to God. I want to tell you something. Even if you lived a full life, you lived 75 or 80 years in this earth, it's just a flash in the pan. You still don't get very much time, and it's still a short season until you meet God and you come face to face. But people... They think their life down here is going to last forever. That they're going to be able to walk around and cuss God to his face. And he's not going to do anything about it. But that's not true. Because daddy's about to come home. And those uh, those of you out there. You John the Baptist. You Jeremiah's. You that are crying out in the wilderness. Saying come ye out of her my people. That you may not partake of her plagues. Saying repent. Repent. It's just as simple as it's just stop being a jerk. Tell God that you were sorry and repent. But unfortunately, a lot of people today, they're not going to repent. A few will, okay? Because the harvest is here and we're called to souls. A few will repent. I feel a few will meet the Lord, but many will not, okay? And and that's this is the reason right here in in Second Thessalonians why that why why the spirit of wisdom is laughing at their calamity. She called out, she cried out, she said, "Turn away," and they didn't listen, because and uh, God says here he's talking about the Antichrist earlier in Second Thessalonians chapter two, and then it goes on down to chapter to verse eleven. It says, "And for this cause God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie." 
God, God sent strong delusion? That's right. Why would he do that? Preachers don't teach this. They don't teach that God is going to send the strong delusion just like he sent the evil spirit to King Saul. They don't teach that. They don't teach why God hated Esau. Esau was a representation of the flesh. Jacob represented the spirit. They don't teach these things. They don't go into depth. They just keep the little crust on top and they keep it at a 25-minute sermon so everybody can get out of church and go to Luby's or whatever, go home and watch the football game and eat brisket. Those days are over. Because the real church of, of Jesus Christ is about to be called underground. It's going to be one of the most powerful churches that the world has ever seen. Hallelujah. The flesh church is falling. And so God sent them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. That they all might be damned who believed not the truth. But had pleasure in unrighteousness. I'm going to tell you, say law for a minute. S-E-L-A-H means meditate on it. Think about it. God Almighty is saying this in his word through the prophet Paul. Paul was a prophet also. They had pleasure in unrighteousness. Not only we expect the worldly ones to have pleasure in unrighteousness because they don't live by the code that we live in. We live by the code of the Word of God, led by the Holy Spirit. So, you know, we don't expect them to, to not have pleasure in unrighteousness. That's what they do. But you see also pleasure in unrighteousness in the so-called spiritual leaders of today. They have wrapped their arms around these terrorist groups. They have they have championed the causes of satanic agendas because they are blind to the truth. They have been disillusioned. They have been sent a delusion and they have believed a lie and because of that God says they are damned. So turn away from them. If they're not speaking the truth about what's going on in this world, if they are not championing the causes of God, of Jesus Christ, of the Holy Spirit, if they're not walking in the spirit of truth, if they're not willing to step up boldly and to say, this is of the enemy and warn the people, pull away from them. Don't hear them. Shut them out. Turn your back. Walk away. It would be better to go and sit up under a beautiful tree and just have church under a tree by yourself than to sit up under those deceivers because in this last hour, they are going to lead, lead many people to the mark of the beast. They're going to lead many people straight into the pits of hell where they are destined themselves. So this is uh, me. <laughs> I'm being a voice crying out this morning. And um, wow. There's so much wisdom in this Bible. This you could you could read this Bible your whole life and still just be scratching the surface. It's not cut and dry. You know the Lord put a word on my heart a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, and the word was this. And I'm just gonna I don't know where I'm where I'm going here for 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 a minute, but I am. But you can't figure this word out with your fleshly mind. This word can only be revealed by the Holy Spirit. People that pick this Bible up to try to figure God out will never figure God out. 
all you, but they do demonstrate to the Lord that they desire wisdom, okay? And when we pick up his word, because we desire wisdom, we desire understanding, uh, he shows up to reveal his word to us. Um, you cannot understand this word by God, by your fleshly logic, okay? To think that you can figure this Bible out, this word of God, by your fleshly mind and then come to all these conclusions and determinations is a slap in God's face. It's an insult to God. God is much deeper than that. He has to reveal himself. God wants to reveal himself to you this day even deeper. Some of you who are deep in the word of God and you're deep in your un spiritual understandings, you're deep in your walk, you've experienced many wonderful things. I tell you what, there's no end to how far God can take you. Be encouraged today. And for those of you who are just now getting started and understanding, and you're just now getting started to know God, I ask right now in the mighty name of Jesus that He will take you deeper into His Word, that He will take you deeper into your understanding, and that God will begin to speak to you in a deep way, deep down in your spirit, that He will illuminate the things uh, to open your understanding, that he will illuminate the things that are going on around your personal life and even in the world today and take you deeper into understanding and understanding the great love of God. Amen. This has been a, this has been kind of a hard word today, but even the judgment of God is rooted in his love. That's the main thing. Okay. Now, today we are at war with a very dark and evil world. And it correlates perfectly. Before I'd like to say this, before I close this thing down, it correlates perfectly with something the Lord told me years ago back in 2016. It was a very powerful year. And he said to me, he said, in this last hour, he said the darkness would be exceedingly dark. So dark. And there would be much, much, there would, there would be very few, much more darkness in the world than lights, okay? But the lights would be so exceedingly bright that we will out overpower the darkness. Because I'm going to tell you what, look, you know, listen, it only takes one light bulb to light up a whole room, okay? Right? It takes less light than it does darkness. To get the job done, right? Light pushes out darkness. And you are his lights in the earth. You are his God seed. That he kept special. He reserved you for this last hour. Okay? He kept you off his side. Okay? Special. Reserved. Preserved. For this last hour. And you're not going anywhere. Until it's time for you to complete your journey on this earth so be confident don't fear don't fear for your life against these wicked ones you're not going anywhere until God's done Satan doesn't take your life you and God lay it down when y'all are done with it and you're done completing your task whoo hallelujah I feel God on that <laughs> but uh, I pray that you've been blessed I pray that you have a lovely day and that no matter what this world is looking like, no matter what the bad news is of the day, no matter what, be blessed and have a lovely day.